I attract clientele. My mic check is life or death, breathing a sniper's breath. I exhale the yellow smoke, a Buddha through righteous steps, deep like the shining. Sparkle like a diamond, sneak a Uzi on the island, and my army jacket lining. Hit the earth like a comet, invasion. Nazis like the Afrocentric Asian, half man, half amazing. Cause in my physical, I can't express through song. Delete stress like more trend than extend strong. I drink my wet with Medusa, give a It is our number two of the line change. Fox Sports the Gambler presented by Cure Auto Insurance. So we're at kind of a nice time to be doing this segment because, um, well, the Bucks are je- just have, they, they did, destroy the Heat. Uh, so that game has been basically a stinker. We do have two games that are going on right now, but it's early. So not really a good time to bet live on it, you know, this early. So uh, instead, what we're going to do is look at tomorrow's baseball slate and not looking at the games tonight because there's no fun baseball games tonight as Joe Tanzi and I have talked about it is a very very bad baseball slate today but a pretty solid decent okay baseball slate for tomorrow and what I love doing whenever whenever I have this guest on and I always make sure he knows we're talking about one thing and one thing only and that's baseball joining me on the Dr. Glatt regrow your hairline Dr. Paul Glad, Philadelphia's leading hair restoration doctor visit Dr. Glatt Dot com. It is Tim O'Keefe. You can follow him at TKO underscore picks. And he is right now down the Jersey Shore. And uh, uh, you are, where are you at right now, my friend? John, I'm in Strathmere. And look, I'm, I'm all pumped up for Memorial Day weekend, one of the best weekends of the summer. Uh, unfortunately, is it really? I never do anything for Memorial Day weekend. See, for me, for me, it's the start of the summer. Like, I think, like, the best time of the year for me personally. I think for, yeah, guy. for a lot of people. And I don't know why. I just never, it never clicks for me like that. I don't know. It never just feels like it. I guess. Hey, look, we all have those times. Like for me, it's this weekend and 4th of July. Those are my holidays. Cause I'm down the shore. I'm having a good time. The weather's going to fight me though. This weekend, the weather is, uh, oof, it's going to be, it's going to be the, we're going to have to fight it out to find some good time. Yeah. Be, I heard but, uh, that. What the heck is happening? Yeah. What, what is going on over there? Are you going to be all right? You better not be going in the ocean, Timothy. Uh, no, no, no. I, John, I'm not <laughs> that brave, man. It's still too cold. I, I will be, if I can find a couple hours to be sitting on the beach with a beer, I will be ecstatic because, yeah, it's supposed to be like 50s and raining some days. I'm like, man, it's the start of summer, but 50s and raining does not scream that to me. So but, we're okay, to- you're still going to maybe be able to do one of my favorite things down the shore because I just like a one or two rainy days when I go down the beach for a week. I like one or two rainy days because there's nothing like sitting out on a back patio when you're that close to a beach and just drinking a nice ice-cold beverage, a nice, obviously, ice-cold beer. Like, that's one of my favorite things to do. It's great. Awesome setting. It's amazing. 100% agree. 100% 100% agree. You know, we got the uh, we got some backdoor games. You know, you got you got the uh, cornhole out there. It's, assuming it's not raining, you got cornhole. We actually got giant Jenga this time, <laughs> so we're going to do a little bit of that. Have you ever played drunk Jenga? Oh, I mean, is there any other way to actually play Jenga okay. once you turn like twenty-one? I think that's yeah. like part of the rules now. <laughs> yes, it is. It's uh, it's great. I I played it for the first time actually pandemic. Uh, in the middle of that, I was uh, I was playing it because we had to find ways to pass the time, and one of them was drunk yep. Jenga, and I played it for the first time, and it was it was fun. I, I did like it, but I'm just the only reason I don't like it is because I'm really bad at it. And I, I get really nervous when I do it. I'm just terrible at it. Uh, so I try and stay away from that game. But one game I don't like to stay away from is the, the game of baseball. And you and I, uh, I, I always love our talks about baseball and going through the slate. And you know what? I'm, I'm going to start with the, with the heavy one right away, all right? I'm going to start with a great matchup, a fun one, and one that obviously I think we're going to be paying t- attention to. 
Uh, Mets and Braves are this weekend, and tomorrow it's a pretty damn good pitching matchup. Taiwan Walker, yep. Ian Anderson, and Atlanta is a big favorite in this one just because of Ian Anderson. Just literally, it has to be just because of Ian Anderson. But should they be a favorite? It, it actually makes me kind of lean. The Braves already aren't too great on the road. Ian Anderson's a good pitcher, but I want to give Taiwan Walker a little bit of credit here as well. Are, are the Braves, are the Mets, excuse me, enticing here? The, yeah, I, I mean, John, like I love Ian Anderson the way he throws. Like it's going to be he's his changeup is filthy, absolutely changeup filthy. And he's got that. He's got a nasty curveball too, man. He's got some good stuff, and I'm really in on Ian Anderson. But you're right. I see the Braves at minus 140 on the road against the Mets. And Taiwan Walker's been really good this year. His ERA's 205. Like, he's been very good. So to be laying that kind of, like, number on the, for the Braves on the road, that's scaring. That's a little scary to me. I don't know if I necessarily love picking the Mets either. I think the thing that I'm looking at here is that over-under of 6.5 right now is where I just saw it. And that's, that is a low number, right? Like, if I Yeah, I've been seeing two, six and a half and sixes a, a lot. Why is that? Why are we seeing that more often? Is is hitting that bad in baseball? I know it is, but, like, man, that bad to be getting six and a halves? I, it's scary, John, especially when this is not, like, a Max Scherzer versus uh, Clayton Kershaw of, like, five years ago matchup. This is in two good pitchers so far this year, but if I told you back on, like, April 1st of the season starting – Hey, there's going to be a game late May. Ian Anderson, Taiwan Walker over under six and a half. We would we would start laughing at each other. Be like, well, of course this is an over. And I I think that's still the way I'm leaning. I'm thinking there's going to be a little regression eventually for Taiwan Walker. Where again, he's being a great pitcher so far this year. He's not going to finish at 205. There's going to be a little bit of regression there. The Braves are starting to figure it out to keep bouncing around that 500 mark. I think I like the over here. I think that's my play in this game. Um, certainly, if you're making me play a side, I think I'm liking your logic where I'll take the Mets' dogs at home getting that plus money because Walker has earned – like if he's pitched well enough where if he's at home and you're getting that plus money, he's absolutely earned it. But I think my favorite play in this one right now is the over as I'm looking at this game. Yeah, I think so as well. Um, I, that is just a very low number. And, of course, I, and the Mets lineup still, it, it's getting better but not overly great and dealing with a lot of injuries, which is probably yeah. why the number is where it's at. But, yeah, 6.5 is just too low. And, of course, I think the Braves at any point can end up putting up that kind of run total by themselves. Uh, they have that kind of potential. And Ronald Acuna Jr., that guy's damn good. Is he is he your NL MVP so far? I think he has to be, right? Like he's been absolutely incredible. Leading the league in home runs, or maybe he's might have fell one behind. I might have fallen off that, but he's been absolutely incredible this year. And he's just he's just a really fun guy to watch too, man. He's like he's got that electric atmosphere where, you know, he, he makes you excited to watch baseball and that's what baseball needs. And I'm like it I it kills me to say it because obviously he's on the Braves, one of my two most hated teams in baseball. But man, he is so much fun to watch and he's been electric. He's the he's been the best hitter in the National League this year and I don't think it's that particularly close yeah so he has to have my mvp vote so far so let's let's talk about a game that's really gross just because it's going to be fun uh to talk about how extremely (laughs) gross it is and i bet you could probably tell what it's going to be but uh the pirates are taking on the rockies colorado do you know what their road record is by the way tim uh i I believe it is a oh no what i think it's three and twenty because i think it was three and nineteen a day or so ago and i'm going to guess they lost another so i'm gonna go three and twenty they are ab- they are absolutely a hundred percent three and twenty on the road this season. 
Uh, they're 19 and 32 overall. They're three and 20 on the road, and they're taking on the Pirates. Um, who obviously, as we've seen today, with that horrible play down the first baseline, that the Pirates are a really oh bad baseball team. Hey, Rockies yeah. minus 109, Pirates minus 107. Are you taking either team here? <laughs> How gross oh, is wow. this game? How gross is this game? John Gray's at least on the mound, which he's good, but the uh, the Rockies obviously suck on the road. John, I mean, I, see a 3-20 and 20 away record. Like, I didn't... I, I have no idea. It's a good stack question. Like, when the hell was the last time that happened to a team? Because that is a that is a good question. Because it, in I, baseball, you you can luck into a couple of wins or a few wins, but just three out of twenty three. That's nope. That's that's incredible. That's incredibly bad. It's a, it's a nightmare. And oh my god, I mean, oof, it, it's really ugly right now for uh, both of these squads. I, I this is another one where I'm looking at the total also at seven and a half, and it's like. Wait, both these pitchers. Well, John Gray's been decent. Let me let me raise that. John Gray's been a good enough pitcher. ERA three four three, which is a solid lineup. Mitch Keller's been somewhat of a disaster for the Pirates. One of the prospects that was, I guess, part of a potential starting rebuild for Pittsburgh, but he has not really worked out. ERA seven four one so far this season. Uh, so the over under at seven and a half to me is interesting. Where. Uh, it's, it's like, what's the question? Will will these pitchers be as bad for these teams? And John Gray, again, excluding, but let's go to the Rockies' bullpen because they'll come in eventually. Will the bull- pitching be bad enough, or will the offense be worse? And that's the question here. So the over-under, I think I'm slightly leaning on the over there. And if you make me go with a side, I, I guess I'm taking, I-, I guess I'll ride that Rockies' terrible away record until it proves us wrong, right? Like, that's the way I'm thinking it through. I'm not going to bet on the Rockies on the road. I think I'm getting plus money right now, or close to even money at least with Pittsburgh at home. And I guess I'm going to swallow it with Mitch Keller. But, oof, this is – John, when you said an ugly one, uh, I started scrolling through and uh, as you were introing, and I'm like, I know exactly where this is going, and oh, boy, here we go. Yeah, you know what? It was really fun to hear you try and break that down because there is no way to sanely and reasonably break down yeah. that kind of matchup. And so the fact that you tried and did an admirable job at it uh, is why I have you on. Tim O'Keefe, you can follow him at TKO <laughs> underscore picks. That was a great job because I didn't think you were going to be able to come up with anything because I wouldn't have. Uh, so John, I, I – I just talked myself in a big circle that sounded good. Yeah, yeah exactly. Hey, no, I'm glad yeah. I gave him a shot. <laughs> um, so the interesting one kind of right now is, I guess not interesting, but Matt Harvey has gone completely back to being absolutely horrible. You know, it's this is a matchup a little bit earlier. Like if we, if we talked about this about two or three weeks ago, I would have loved the Baltimore Orioles against the White Sox at plus 185. A big plus money bet. I love that. Uh, and I already won. I got the Cardinals yesterday at plus 185 against the White Sox that I loved. And I and yep. I hit that. Um, but even though Dallas Keuchel's on the mound, and even though the White Sox don't really hit right-handed pitching nearly as well as they do left-handed pitching, and their lineup's you know going through a bit of a, a, a dry spell, Matt Harvey's been horrible his last three games. Does he maybe turn it around at all, or is it, okay, he's officially just bad and he's back to what he was? That's what we can think of him as, basically. Yeah, so I think it's Harvey's track record. Like, we know when he first came up, absolutely electric, and then really the last four or five years he's been, sadly, kind of like a little bit of a joke, right? It's like, hey, Matt Harvey, somehow he's bouncing around. I think he ended up, I don't even know how many teams he's been on at this point. I don't know why he's still on a major league, or how he still is continuing to be on a major league roster. It's stunning. 
I'm with you. It is surprising he survived. And yeah, but this year he he had a couple. He had a little stretch where he was actually starting to look like, hey, maybe there's some sort of value here. And it's at the wheels have absolutely fallen off. It's a mess. I I can't. You, if you're betting on Baltimore, it's really a bet against Dallas Keuchel and that their lineup has been going through a little bit of a funk. Um, I mean, the Orioles coming into tonight have lost nine straight games. Uh, they, I believe they were tied last I saw here tonight, one one. Um, so we'll see how. Yeah, still one one tied right now. Yep. Got so they could be going for eleven straight losses tomorrow, and I, it's tough for me to bet on that team. I, I think it just might be, for me personally, it might be I lay the one and a half with the White Sox, but it, it's because I, I just don't trust Matt Harvey. I don't trust this Orioles really team to do anything until mm-hmm. they can get out of this funk and prove me wrong. But I'm not. I'm not laying the two like the over two hundred minus with Dallas Keuchel on the mound either. So I think if I'm playing this game, it's going to be either on the run line, minus one and a half, or maybe if you just want to bet against Matt Harvey and you go with that team total over. There you go. Again, like, yeah. yeah. Again, I, you did bring up some good facts with, hey, the White Sox are not as good against righties, and they've been a little bit of a funk, but also Matt Harvey's been in a real funk, so maybe that's the way you bet against Yeah, it. Matt Harvey's one who can help you get out of one of those funks. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so I do think there is one big plus-money dog, and I'll, I'll bring it up and then throw it to you and maybe get the Tim O'Keefe stamp of approval, but uh, Giants and Dodgers are facing each other. Anthony DeSclafini is showing regression like we thought, but still he's 4-2 and with a 3.54 ERA. Uh, the Dodgers... Did great work against the Giants the last time Giants came into Los Angeles. But still, when I see a price at 170, something about that that, that just doesn't sit too right with me. Uh, the Giants have won their last two. Obviously, the big problem is that they just haven't been able to beat the Dodgers in Los Angeles and have had a lot of trouble doing that. Uh, is it worth maybe the plus 170 price, though, to take the Giants uh, just because they are, I mean, 16 12 on the road, but 30 and 19 overall? This is a pretty good baseball team it's just do you trust them against the Dodgers on the road yeah John so this is this is a moment where I get I'm getting a little scared now in my stomach because when I come into the night like when I'm I know I'm going on with John Jansen I'm like I gotta find who's my big money dog <laughs> and I, it's almost scaring me just because the stars align and I have the same one circled I there have the Giants and I'm looking at and you're right Di Scalfani showing some regression but the regression so far really just came in that last start right he gets Last week, May 23rd, played the Giants, or excuse me, the Giants played the Dodgers, and he got lit up, right? Two and two thirds innings, lit up 10 earned runs. So now there's two ways to look at this. He just played the Dodgers, and now they get to see him again. And could they do that again? That could certainly happen. But if I, if I ignore one start from DiScofani's season, and that's it, his ERA is 203 on the season. So really, besides that last start, He's been elite. Like he's been, uh, he's been very good. Honestly, if a two hundred three ERA is elite, and I'm going to say that, which I never thought I'd associate with Anthony Scafani, but besides that one start, he has been. And I, you're right. I like that. Plus, you're getting big plus money on the Giants, and these teams are have the same record. They're battling it out. And I think it's a. I'm going to go with the narrative here. It's a bit of a pride game for the Giants, right? Like they just got swept by the Dodgers last week, and they, the Giants, we all know, consider themselves the real Dodgers rival. Whereas this year, everyone's saying it's Dodgers Padres. I think this game has a little more meaning coming for the Giants, if I'm being honest. Like after you just got swept last week, and you want to establish yourself as a real contender in this division, and it's a pride game for DiScafani. So, am I saying do I am I really confident they're definitely going to win? I, I won't say that, but if I'm getting plus 170 in a game where I can certainly see things lining up for the Giants, I am absolutely on that. So I am with you on that big dog. We are 100 percent aligned there. Yeah, and always I look for the big dogs. That is absolutely one of them, and I think the Mets uh, seem like a pretty good bet too. So a couple of nice underdogs to be looking at. 
Uh, but let's take it now to the opposite side and look at a huge, huge favorite with the Yankees. They're minus 240 on the money line. They're a one, and they're obviously a favorite on the run line, but that's at minus 141. Unbelievable. And I, it's completely understandable because it's Garrett Cole against Detroit. The Yankees are starting to win a lot now. Detroit has no idea how to even find a win. And Garrett Cole should mow down Detroit uh, in this game. Is there any way to bet on this? I think the easy one would be to look at whenever it does come out, the Garrett Cole strikeout props. But obviously this is a big-time advantage for the Yankees. The Yankees are most likely going to win. But how do you bet something like this when it's being priced as the Yankees should absolutely win this one? Yeah, John, so it's that huge money line for the Yankees. I'm... I'm not comfortable really laying that almost ever. Like it's just too much. Too many the balls around, bats around. Too many things could happen in baseball where I feel that confident. It is the right number though. I completely agree. Garrett Cole's been incredible this season. He's going to dominate a bad Tigers lineup. Like I'm, I don't really have that many concerns about that. The other side of it, uh, Casey Mize going for Detroit, number one overall pick a couple of years back, and he's been he's been good as of lately. In his last two starts, he's gone over six innings in each one with only one earned run. So I. Do I trust him to shut down the Yankees lineup? Potentially not, because his last two starts were against Kansas City and Seattle, so not nearly the same quality as the Yankees. But I, I kind of trust Casey Mize to keep this game low. So I might look at the under in the game, and then specifically, which I do like Cole, and I think you do too, the way we are just talking about it, I might be looking at the under on the Tigers' line, uh, run line yeah. just themselves yeah. and see, because and see, that, that might be two and a half. And you know what? I think that's that might be too high. I could easily see them getting shut out by Cole or maybe one or two runs max. So I think that's probably my gut favorite play looking at this, but I don't mind the under in the total game either. Cause I think my, I I'm starting to trust Casey Mize looking at it. He's starting to figure it out and getting better. Uh, not a huge strikeout pitcher yet, but he's been, he's been keeping it around a little few more walks than I think he wants, but he is managing to limit runs with only his last, I'm looking at his last five outings the most of runs he's allowed is three earned runs, and he's gone at least six innings in each of them. So he's starting to develop into what the Tigers need as a good pitcher. Yeah, and uh, I, I, you mentioned a few ways to bet the under, and the one I like to do whenever it's a, a, a starting pitcher like Garrett Cole, and somebody like Mize, who you're right, I think could do pretty well against the Yankees, uh, I like the first five innings under, or the under first yep. five innings, um, under three and a half. So I, I think that's a, another way you can bet this game as well. But yeah, that would be because obviously it's such a it's a matchup that should honestly go as the way we expect. But it's just trying to find the the value or where we can at least bet on what we expect to happen. All right, Tim. So now I'll leave it open to you for all of them as I went through just a specific game. But uh, when you did go through, what were some of not just the big dogs, uh, but what are now some of the bets that you are looking for? for tomorrow that, that did stand out for you? Sure, John. So the one that really kind of jumped at me a little bit was, we know Shohei Otani was supposed to pitch tonight, and now there was an issue, I believe, with his travel setup. I, yep. I didn't get to got stuck in tra- No, he got stuck in traffic. Hopefully you didn't have Gosh. any traffic going down to the shore, but uh, Otani had traffic going to uh, Oakland Stadium, for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so see, that uh, weird things like that, especially with a guy like Otani who's like so re- – like he. His schedule, I think, is weirder than everyone else in baseball, right? He's a two-way player. Some, he's playing every day, and some days he's pitching, and sometimes he's pitching on five days rest, six days rest. And to have that like wrench thrown in where he was all amped up to pitch today, and then now all of a sudden he's getting it tomorrow, I, I feel like that's just not going to go well. Something doesn't add up in my stomach. We know the Angels have been struggling. 
I, something, it kind of smells funny there. And Oakland is a pretty big favorite here. I'm seeing them uh, around, around, I saw them earlier, around a minus 150, minus 145 in that range. Yeah, minus 145, and, yep. Yep, so I, I'm kind of buying in that I think Oakland's going to be able to handle Otani here because I, I think there's just going to be issues. I don't expect them to go deep in the game because I think there's just going to be some fallback from this kind of weird regimented schedule for him, and he doesn't go as deep into the game as the Angels might need him to. So I'm kind of liking Oakland on the money line, and I might, I think I'm ready to lay the one and a half with them personally. That was one that jumped out, because I do think – and look, for all I know, maybe this is the kink that Otani needed, and he's going to throw a perfect game. Who knows? But I don't <laughs> think that's happening. I think it's going to throw them off a little bit, and maybe he doesn't go into as deep as the game as he usually does, which isn't that deep anyway, and that could throw him off. So that was one that really jumped out at me uh, looking through that one. And I will at least have to ask you about one NBA game for tomorrow. Uh, because the the interesting one, obviously, the Celtics and Nets. Uh, Nets are going to win that one. And Lakers, or Clippers, excuse me, Clippers, Mavericks, sort of interesting. But the one I'm really interested in, uh, just the Knicks and Hawks. Uh, how do you think that, even if you don't have a play for tomorrow, how do you think that series ends up going? Yeah, John, so I think that's... That- is shaping up to be, I think, our best first-round series. Yep, in terms I completely of, agree. I think it's yep. been the best so far. Absolutely. Yeah, and no, it, it was just fun, like, watching those guys, like, watching uh, the, like, again, I'm not a Knicks fan. I don't like the Knicks. I love to root against the Knicks. But the Garden's but been that, fun. Like, I will admit, exactly. too, the Garden's been fun as hell. It's, it's, that looks like an electric atmosphere. I, Look, I can appreciate a fan base when they've gone through a lot. Like, like we're all processors here. We room for the Sixers. It was rough. I can appreciate that the Knicks have also been through hell, Knicks fans. And they had a great time last night, and they got that place going up. Saw Stephen A. on ESPN with everyone yelling in the background doing that. And so, yeah, so that was an electric – that was electric there. I, I think the way this series is shaping up, I do like Atlanta still. I think they have Trey Young. They have the best player in Trey Young. I know Julius Randle is – very good. He hasn't had he's had some good second halves so far in this series. Has not had great first halves or starts. And Derrick Rose was electric last night too. But I, I think Trey Young's still gonna be the takeover factor. More Atlanta's now got the home court advantage. That's the way I see it really going. I think Atlanta makes a statement tomorrow at home, even though I don't think State Farm Marine is gonna be anywhere near as electric as we just saw out of the garden. No, the garden's been great. Uh and I that's why I want I don't know if it's going to happen. But I, it's why I want the Sixers and the Knicks in the second round, but we'll see. I think the Hawks might be playing spoiler uh, in that dream scenario for me. But no spoilers yeah. here, nothing. Oh, may, maybe a little bit of spoilers here. Uh, Tim O'Keefe predicting the future. But what, going over the, the baseball card is always a ton of fun with you, and glad we could do it tonight, man. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy uh, one of your favorite weekends of the year, a Memorial Day weekend. Have fun, man. John, thank you very much, sir. Much appreciated. And I'll also say I am 100% with you. I would love it to see the Knicks in the second round because the idea of the Sixers sweeping the Knicks and it ending at Madison Square Garden. Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just, just seeing Spike Lee just, like, leave in the third quarter in disgust. Like, that well, you know, Joel and Bean would talk a lot of crap to Spike Lee, too, and that'd be, that'd be amazing. Oh, that John. You see, now, now I'm dreaming, man. Now, now it's going to get there, and I'm just going to be salivating, waiting for that like interaction where all of a sudden uh, Joel gets like shoved a little bit towards Spike Lee, and then yeah, sort of you, you think it would be like Reggie Miller Spike Lee type interaction? I think it would be. It would be pretty close. I mean, I really hope because Re- I just remember Reggie Miller just destroying the Knicks. So I hope that's yeah, the same way yeah. with Embiid. I agree. Uh, Tim, enjoy your vacation, man. Enjoy your time off. You've earned it. John, thank you, sir, and I'll talk to you soon. 
That is Tim O'Keefe. You can follow him at TKO underscore picks. And we call him that because, well, he TKOs the board every time he breaks it down. He did it pretty well uh, with Major League Baseball. Yeah, the games were bad tonight, but a couple of good ones tomorrow.